Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. You're very welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Did you enjoy Freedom Weekend? Did you go mad? Did you do much over the weekend? I watched Michal Martin on Friday night come to the podium at the uh, Houses of Power in Ireland. And to be honest with you, it was moving, wasn't it, to hear what he had to say. It happens, it's happened so quickly, hasn't it, from uh, only days previously to the full, almost full opening up, bar a few areas of society. But it was an unbelievable emotional speech, I'm sure, for many people to listen to after almost two years of really, really difficult times. But uh, anyway, the weekend, I I believe that people uh, did open up a little bit more and uh, threw off the shackles and did things they hadn't been doing for quite some time. And it really is to be welcomed for sure. And we're going to start the show today with a couple of men who are in the hospitality business to find out how they got on over the weekend. Damien Clark is the owner of P. Clark's Pub in Navin and Michael Hughes, Michael McHughes from the Stockhouse Restaurant in Tremor, both on the line. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank you both for joining me. It's great to have you with us on the show. Michael, if I could start with yourself. Well, what was the weekend like or how were you fixed or what did you do or what's changed or give us a feel from the ground? Well, Jerry, in our particular situation, and this, this is not specific to all the restaurants, um, we uh, made a decision after Christmas there with the eight o'clock closing that day, and, and with the with the height of the Omicron uh, spread, to, to 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 just do take away and delivery yeah. uh, until we got the eight o'clock thing lifted. And uh, there was rumblings from uh, as early as Wednesday last week that there was going to be uh, a complete lifting on Friday. But again, it was rumour, and we're that conditions now after two years to uh, to get. An, uh, for want of a better word, a kick in the teeth with, with, with announcements that a positive one was was uh, was uh, was um, was unlikely in our in our minds. We're kind of conditioned that way, and we said we're we're, we're going to um, wait until the announcement on Friday evening. Uh, if it's on Friday evening, we got caught several times before uh, with with the different restrictions with buying in stock and then and and then having mm. uh, to get rid of it. So we made a decision. Uh, we were too late on Friday evening to get staff back because I mean the same staff that we'd be asking to come back for a weekend uh, when they see that the pub is going to be open after eight o'clock are going to go out and enjoy themselves and, and, and wait till next week. So, and we had already made a decision to, to redecorate the whole place. That was the best chance. We're, we're eight years open today. Today's our birthday. Oh, so congratulations! Thank you. And uh, so we said we'll, we'll, we're, we're going for next Saturday night. So we're getting all geared up and having a, a new look, new look restaurant ready to rock and roll for next Saturday night. As regards the restrictions being lifted, we're absolutely thrilled and delighted. But at the same time, we're feeling like uh, I'd imagine what, what it's like for a prisoner that's after getting out on parole. We know that we've got the freedom, but we don't know is it going to be taken away later down the road. Uh, so it seems to be it's, it's a little bit bizarre the feeling, but it's it's just fantastic to know that we've got the green 
like to go. Uh, mm. And uh, we thought it was a bit strange not uh, not not having after all the uh, putting in the checks for the uh, for the COVID starts at the door and uh, having the systems in place right across the country that that wasn't kept going for at least another three or four weeks because the booster program seems to be stalled around two point six million. I thought mm. that they may keep that incentive going a bit longer, but uh, no, it's all lifted. So whatever will be, will be. You wouldn't have had an issue with continuing that. You would have been happy to open up and continue the checks. When we were told that you you were going to be able to stay open uh, until closing time proper, that would have been enough to keep us very happy for the for 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 the, for the time being, uh, and we would have totally understood having to keep the checks in place mm. uh, a bit longer, because the systems were in place for it, and the booster certs are, are being issued as we speak. So there was absolutely no reason why that couldn't have continued, uh, just as an incentive to, to more folks to get the booster. Never mind the, the original yes. vaccines, but for people who got two doses to go and get the, the third one, so yeah. uh, we wouldn't have had a problem with that. No, and and you know. It, decision taken as you said to leave it a number of days till you can get your stock in get the roster sorted the phone rings for uh, bookings have you had the phone ringing since uh, Friday the phone is hopping we've we've already put out a thing for Valentine's Day we had one or two music uh, evenings that we had to postpone and we've got them back in place and the people are booking in for those this Friday and this Saturday is looking like a very busy time we do know that we're going to be challenged a little bit uh, this year supports will, uh, we're hoping that they'll consider keeping those in place for the time being because uh, for us like the tourism is a big thing during the summer but mm. uh, while Ireland is, is enjoying a great position as regards to COVID uh, not every country is and particularly the states and, and England and places that we would get visitors from uh, will still be a little bit uh, I'd imagine affected this summer so we're, 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 we're pensive but at the same time we're positive So they're ready to go in the stockhouse in Trim it's a different story in Navin with Damien Clark hello Damien Hey Jerry. how's it going? Hopping uh, is that the word of the weekend uh, there? Hopping it was absolutely fantastic it was just brilliant uh, it was busy right from 4 o'clock on the whole evening was Saturday evening was fantastic and people were delighted to come back in sitting at the counter uh, having a good chat enjoying the points it was it was marvellous do you know that sitting at the counter how important is that for a publican uh, it's, it's massive it's massive and uh, it's the lifeblood of the bar really you know lads coming in sitting having a chat uh, being able to talk to each other at the bar, it, it means everything for the local pub. Mm, because uh, a lot men, especially, and I'm not being discriminatory here, uh, men often arrive on their own. They don't go in groups yes. and they sit. Isn't that right? And then they talk to people beside them and the bar people as well. Yeah, especially especially maybe midweek, you know, when, if you're just going out for one or two pints. It's nice to sit at the bar and you mm. might, you know, the guy beside you just have a couple of pints with him and chat away. Yeah, it's very important. Now, looking back on the last two years, you heard Michael there saying there have been many false dawns, difficult times. It's hard, you know, when, when you get yeah. the word eventually, you, you say, is this for real? And, and is it going to be a, a long-term thing? How have you operated over the, 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 the period of uh, the, the COVID, uh, you know, with opening and closing, etc.? Yeah, well, we got back open last June for outdoor and... and yeah. We adopted very well with the with the table service and and we done everything right and it was working really well for us, Jerry. We 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 managed and uh, all of a sudden, then just before Christmas, when he introduced the the eight pm closure, it just it floored us and it mm. floored every other pub in the country. Do you know, you just can't make money. We only we even only we have an an evening trade. We open at five o'clock every evening, and we we couldn't trade between five and eight. We couldn't. It wasn't viable. Yeah. Uh, so we we weren't open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays, and we tried to call back something on on 
towards the Sunday, but it was very, very difficult. What about the punters, the people who've come through the doors and their reaction to the announcement? Most of us watched it live on on uh, Friday evening. I'm sure you did yourself as well. Yeah. Maybe scratch your head a bit to see uh, and realise what had happened. What about your customers? What are they saying? Yeah. How are they feeling? Well, they're all, everybody's delighted, but nobody's seen it coming that all the restrictions were dropped all at one go. We, we really thought they were going to phase it out over a couple of weeks. I thought at best I thought we, we would drop the 8 o'clock and go back to 11 or 12 mm. for a couple of weeks but to drop every every restriction it, it, it came as a quite it was a shock for everybody and, and now look it was great we we were back to pre-pandemic on, on Saturday night it was fantastic a great atmosphere but it was it was strange people were coming in the door and they didn't know whether they should be wearing masks yeah. do we wear masks don't we wear masks do we stand and we wait to be seated or what do we do so it was quite strange for for the first night. Mm. So people, and I'd say, I, I don't have to remind the both of you about this, I'd say there's going to be an element. Well, we know you still have to wear masks in certain environments. And you guys, your people working, Damien, do, do the people serving still wear masks? No, they don't no, have to. No, you're okay. No. Now, in saying that, it's up to each individual staff member if they feel yep. comfortable not wearing a mask, by all means, they can wear a mask, you know? Yeah. And you leave that up to themselves, whatever ever you wish. Yeah. And if customers, I'm sure you'll see customers arriving as well. Probably use them, maybe going in, you know, moving yeah. about. Yeah. That, that, that'll be that'll be life going forward. Yeah. What about you, Michael, and staff serving, you know, in a restaurant and masks and safety, etc. We probably probably for the time being we'll be we'll, we'll be insisting on on the staff wearing masks, uh, if not for alone for their own safety. Uh, um, but just you're standing over people with food; it's an entirely different thing, and picking up plates and, and that. So mm. people will feel far more comfortable having uh, staff having the masks on as well. Um, uh, you know, it, it's 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 in the kitchen, not so much the chefs are working together and that, but they're not they're not like they're not standing over people and stuff. So so definitely on the floor, uh, uh, staff would be required to wear masks for 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 the time being. And behind the bar, not so much because we don't have, we only have service bars. We don't have people sitting at them in the restaurants. Slightly different model, yeah. but. Uh, that's really where we're, we're coming from. That it's it's uh, it, we we don't know. I mean, we're still going to obviously have have uh, people isolating at, at certain times. Uh, yep. Although they're, they're saying if you're boosted, you can you can uh, you just wear a strong mask and uh, for the time you know instead of having to, to stay at home for five days. We don't know uh, how that's going to pan out, but uh, it's it's it seems to. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've listened to conflicting things. Kingston Mills, uh, Professor Kingston Mills, is not comfortable with the dropping of the certs either. But um, for the most part, a lot of people are. Uh, but there seems to be a thing like we're going for herd immunity now when there's so many people vaccinated it, 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 that, that appears to be the underlying thing in this hospitals are, are, are uh, uh, the numbers haven't really risen through, through this Omnicrom thing so mm. they seem happy enough but for the same token if you had a nurse uh, on this show like where, where musicians and, and publicans and restaurateurs are jumping for joy really uh, uh, nurses uh, were floored when they seen that thing on the news because the, the, uh, to a certain amount as I say they feel like they're thrown under the bus a little yeah. bit you know yeah. but um, but no, we're we're happy to we're happy to to, to go. We we prided ourselves just like character and Navin. Um, uh, we 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 prided ourselves on adhering rigidly to the guidelines uh, all of the time and providing as safe an environment as possible. And we'll continue to do so. And Damien, I remember myself because I I, I go out on Wednesdays with a, a crowd of codgers called the Wednesday Club. And sure, when it closed way back when this began, we were out of action for months. And then, as you said, when the outdoors opened up, we were able to get back together. It was lovely in the nice weather. Uh, Damien last summer but when the weather changed yeah it was it was brilliant for for June, July and August mm. 
it's Sarah changes. You couldn't you couldn't operate outdoor in, in no. wintertime. It's just not practical in Ireland. But um, certainly in the summer, it's something to look forward to. Maybe again this summer um, mm. outdoor. It definitely it's something we could look at as a, as a nation. Yeah, and, and you, you've been a great soccer follower, as we know as well, uh, sport and people gathering to watch sport. And of course, hey, uh, Damien, you're going to have a, a Christmas World Cup later this year. Yeah, that's going to be bizarre. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. Mm, different times and indoors as well. Well, look, boys, it's great to talk to you today. And we do. And as Michael, thanks for pointing it out. There are people who will be anxious about this. There's people with underlying conditions. There are people with COVID today as well, as we speak. And we've got to acknowledge that, who are unwell with it, who are recovering from it. And we've got to keep those in mind. It's an opening up, but conditional at this point in time. Look, I wish both of you and all in your sector all the very, very best. And let's hope we uh, eventually, with weeks and months ahead, move way beyond where we've been for the last couple of years. Michael Hughes from the Stockhouse Restaurant in Trim and Damien Clark from the famous Clark's P. Clark's Pub in Navin. Thank you both for joining me on the show. Thank you very much, Sherry. Take care of yourself. I'll be the chambers. I'll not be able to fit in all the, all the Thank you so much for your kindness. I'll have to see what I can do, but I'll keep you in mind, boys, for sure. Thanks a lot. Thanks Thank for joining me. Bye bye. Bye bye. God almighty. Isn't it great to hear somebody, Louise, actually saying that to you? No. <laughs> Come over, drop in for a pint. My God almighty, the little things in life. It's amazing, isn't it? it really have is. to come with you. Oh, sh- listen, <laughs> you'd have to. It wouldn't be the same. So we could sort a few things out for sure for late lunch. But uh, I, I, you could do sleep ha- on my mother's floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you one thing: floors never bothered me in my lifetime. Sleeping and with the things, I've, places I've been and things I've been involved in that that is for sure. But look, it is it's fantastic, isn't it? It's fantastic to to hear the feeling there on the ground. Listen, we'll take a short break on late lunch. If you want to say anything about this, we out the weekend. Did you enjoy anything? Have you reservations? Anything you'd like to? say before we had an economic system or money you know people bartered well bartering is back and we're joined by a local woman i'll tell you one thing she's bartering her way through life and very well indeed and she's going to tell us about it on the show shortly louise i was just uh, reckoning you know with the announcement on friday myself and looking back at the last you can say it's virtually two years yeah. at this stage and you know the way I'd love to go out to a show or a concert or especially for a meal out and that as well. And I just did the tot in the last two years, five times. For a meal? Five times in mm-hmm. the last two years when when there was, you know, a slight lifting of that or you, or you could. No holidays, the old breakaway of that. No holidays or travel whatsoever. None. Stayed tight for the couple of years as well. But do you know what the hardest part was? I was reflecting on it. Do you remember the times... Now, you live away from your family, mm-hmm. you know, and I have and family around. around me as well. And yet, I can remember they couldn't come to your house. You couldn't see them at all. Little Ava, she had two birthday parties, no birthday parties. I remember us out in the driveway on a very cold day at the front of the house, trying to light a few little candles for her. You know, outdoors. Oh, yeah. You know, those things. Cake. Oh, my God. Stick in my mouth. They were really the hardest part of it. I mentioned the Wednesday Club. We were off for, for a long time. We didn't get together at all. That came back outdoors first and then to a degree indoors. And we were away again for a few weeks before Christmas and after Christmas also as well. And, you know, just meeting friends, Louise. You know, mm. I even have to say, and I'm guilty of this, I, I kept in phone contact with some, but perhaps not with others. You know what I mean? That you'd meet. Oh, that works both ways. Did they ring you? 
No. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I feel a little bit be- better about that now. You've 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 eased my my guilt. But what about yourself? Do you know if you if you reflect, what what would you say? You know, was the real miss for you, or did you miss most? Um, in terms of going out, I suppose with three kids, and as you say, ah, we're away from home, so it didn't really affect story. us yeah, going yeah. out. Yeah, I understand. But the hardest mm. thing was definitely, as you say, my mum is in Navin, Owen's mum's in Donegal, yeah. and with the restrictions and the fear mm. around that time, mm. especially around the elderly. Yes. You couldn't go and visit them, and you're just worried about them. You're just hoping that they didn't get it, or, you know, if they did mm. get it, they weren't going to end up in hospital. That was the worst. Especially yeah. at the beginning when you couldn't yes. go over, was it 2K and then 5K? Oh, Lord Almighty. We're going to be talking about that later too. But wasn't it when you look back on some of the restrictions as well, they were really tough. They really, really were. And we can look back on them perhaps with a little humour now. But uh, You're nearly spraying the kids yeah, down when they come in yeah, the door. Yeah, like. I know. I know. And, and just taking care the of groceries. Even, yeah. Do you remember, like you literally, you brought in the groceries and you were nearly wiping down everything. Out of the pack. I remember somebody saying to me once, you know, uh, did you see that woman in the shop there lifting two two of them packets of bananas and putting them back? <gasps> I said to myself, yeah. criminal, <laughs> <laughs> criminal offence to to pick them up. And you know, I do want to put a little uh, and the pasta <laughs> so, and the toilet roll. Oh my god! And the queues outside the I, supermarkets. You know what I mean? Yeah, Letting so queues. many people in yeah. at a time and, and freezing cold. Oh lord, Almighty. But, I have to say, I just threw out my COVID purchases last week they were out of date I had bought three packets of Smash Oh no When all the panic was in I had bought three packets smash of Smash is never out of date It was yeah You could eat it for 20 years It's like the milk <laughs> <laughs> Well as long as you can smell it and taste it and it's okay but you know seriously as Michael said there to us earlier it is important to it's not just a switch that has been switched off you know there are people in hospital there are people ill there are people with this and it's important to say again that thanks to the almost 3 million people who got vaccinated in this country. You know, what a job. Double vaccinated. Boosters as well. Get your boosters. Keep getting them. Look at the mess America's in, Louise. Look at it. When I just think of America, the mess it's in because of one half of them who support one guy, don't believe in it. Another half of them believe in it, supporting the other guy. And because they have such a low rate as well, it's just running amok over there. Deaths, hospitalizations. We've done really well as a country and I have to say when you reflect on the government we've given out about them many a time in that as well but I think history will judge them kindly on this in ultimately in, in what has happened I really say but the thanks is to the people of Ireland the good people of Ireland who believe truth and understand truth and see through bullshit and the lies that's propagated as well and to the people on the front line of our health services thank you from our hearts what you did for us will always be remembered and never be forgotten and should never, ever be forgotten. But for you, we would be in an awful, awful place and times were tough, but you've done a wonderful, wonderful job and all frontline people as well. Well done to all concerned. Jerry, I don't agree with the lifting of all the restrictions. Those people who didn't get vaccinated are putting the two fingers up to the rest of us now that there are no checks, says a listener. Well, look, at they can do it. they like with their fingers. Anyway, you got vaccinated. The vast, vast majority did and thank God we did and that's why we're moving on. But I understand 
that anxiety fully. I do. And it will take time for people to come out of their shells, so to speak, as well, after almost two years of restrictions. That's for sure. Keep the comments coming to us on the show. We'd love to hear from you. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. Or if you'd like to call in, it's 0419832000. And don't forget, you can always get in touch with us on Late Lunch by email. It's lunch at lmfm.ie. Now, I have a returning guest. It's about four years ago since we spoke, and she was embarking on an interesting concept to uh, weave into her life and the way she worked, etc. Because, you see, back then, Kerry Barrett told me that she intended bartering with her clients. Because, you see, Kerry is a massage therapist, and would you believe... It now constitutes over 50% of her business. Has it worked? Has it worked like hell? Kerry, welcome back to the show. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm good. It's great. Look, we were, we, I don't know why Louise said to me in recent times, God, we've got to talk to this woman again because it's nearly four. And I can't believe it's four years oh, since yes, we, we've been in touch. But there you go. Is it, yeah. true, is it true now that approximately 50% is by barter? It is indeed. So we're we're living the life of luxury thanks to my partner system. It's actually it's so successful that I've actually forgotten to even advertise it or mention it anymore because I think most people in Navin now know that if they have back pain, they can just go to Kerry and she'll look after them whether or not they have the money. So um, if they have any products, skills or services that they um, want to barter with me, um, it's with female clients only. I only work on female clients. Mm. But um, if they are married to a man who, who's handy around the house with DIY or painting or he's a plumber or carpenter, I will barter with him and she will get the free massage. There's plenty of happy couples out there now. Oh my God, you are the secret to a happy relationship as well. Oh to God, all the husbands are no longer in charge of having to massage the wives back. So look, at this has obviously taken off, and without no advertising, word of mouth really, people have gone to, come to yeah. understand and, and deal in this fashion with you. When I think about it, you mentioned there plumbers, carpenters, electricians, but lots of other services as well. Could you be inundated perhaps with one thing more than others or a couple of things that there's loads of that you get maybe too much what do you do then yeah sometimes I would have like a lot of people in the complementary um, medicine industry would be in contact with me and they'd ask me would I spot for things like Reiki so because I'm spoiled rotten when it comes to Reiki therapists I'll just say you know what I have plenty of people to spot with but I would never refuse anyone who's in pain Mm. so how about we still swap I'll give you your free back massage just give me a voucher and when it's one of my friends birthday they get the voucher for their birthday so I don't have to buy birthday presents or Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saving all around. <laughs> I believe you never have to pay for a taxi. Your hotels are looked after. Football yeah. boots and jerseys for your boys. Is that true? Yes? Yeah, well, my middle boy Noah, he's a bit older now, but I think when I was last talking to you, um, all his expenses, like Nike football boots and that, I used to just go on to Nav and buy and sell, and there'd be people selling really expensive football boots for hundreds of euros, and I was like, mm. I can't afford that. So I just private message them and say, um, if there's a female in the house with a bad back, and they would automatically, like everyone has a bad back. Mm. So they would straight away say, yeah, my sister, my mother, that's brilliant. So we'll swap. So I would get the, the expensive football gear without having to put my hand in my pocket for anything. So it's worked out really well. There, so yeah. this is something that is actually working in a practical sense. Haircuts, paintings, da- even dance lessons. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah, I did uh, dance <laughs> lessons, <laughs> salsa, jive, you name it, and I just swapped with the teacher. So <laughs> yoga classes, I swapped with the teachers. Like more importantly, the kids have had classes that I couldn't afford over the years. Like yeah. Noah and Sam, my, my two younger boys did French and art classes, and they were all bartered. Um, but Killian, um, he went on to study music in college. Like he's my eldest boy. And he wouldn't have probably gone to college without the guitar lessons, and the guitar lessons were bartered for. So I bartered for all his guitar lessons and his match grind when he was doing his leave and search. She was a client of mine, and she was happy to swap. She was getting her free massages. She was giving Killian grinds, and he did really well in his leave and search. And he went on to study music in college. So it's worked out fantastically. Isn't Absolutely brilliant. This yeah. just amazing. I, I went intrigued. On Jerry. That's the main, most important thing. It's a straight swap with a friend. Yes. So there's yes. no reason for a currency to be involved and therefore it's tax free. So, you know, I highly encourage people to start bartering because it's That's, great for people that, you know, can't afford yes. joyous things, you know. Because that is a, it, you know, you talk about all the wins there are in this and I really can't see a downside bar you might get too much of one thing but you've explained that away. But this yes. is true because 50% approximately of your trade is now barter, you are only liable for tax on the other 50%. So. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Revenue, well, that's yeah, the story. I'm happy with me, but it's working out. This is what so you get for it as well. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? The other yeah. thing um, I was to say, I, I take it as well you get plenty of food and vouchers in that area. Do you get offers of that yeah, yet? Yeah. Oh, well, I think I know most of the restaurant owners in Nap and we love our food in this house, so bartering is with um, cafes and restaurants is going out the door. Yeah, that's very popular. Takeaways, I mean, like I had a lady here last night um, when Louise rang me actually and I was just finishing up with a client and her husband runs a takeaway so we can get a takeaway anywhere we want. We've got vouchers all over the place. So it's I, just all those things, you know, that a single mom who's paying a mortgage just can't, yeah. it's not in her budget. So yeah. I found a way to have these nice things for me and the kids. But still, I, you know, the money that I'm earning goes on the bills. Yes, of course. Of course. I don't yeah. mean to pry, but how is the waistline with all these takeaways? Oh, not good. I said that to Louise. Please, please, please. If you're putting any photographs <laughs> in the paper, you need a new one. Not good at all. Oh, I'd imagine so. I'd More imagine of me to so. love, Jerry. That's all I can yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> that's the attitude. I love that attitude. Now, if you, if you, if you, when you're thinking back, like four years yeah. and all that you've bartered and exchanged, etc., is there anything or a couple of things that you would say, you know what, I know the guitar lessons and uh, the football gear, but anything else that comes to your mind, say, you know what, that was the most useful barter I've made, one or two or things like that. Um, well, the the fact that Killian loves music, we, I had a I bought a piano, well, I didn't buy, I bartered a piano, yeah. a violin, two keyboards, guitars. <laughs> but my favourite one was the hotel breaks, as you said earlier. Like, we've been up to um, Leitrim and stayed in hotels, you know, on three-day breaks. And again, I couldn't have afforded it, but the client and their wife and their daughter, they all had bad backs. So mm. everyone got a back massage and we got a hotel break. <laughs> wow. Just like, yeah, you know, yeah. the way it leads to something that that always stay with you. Now, obviously, on the converse side, I'm sure there's things you've bartered for and you mightn't have much use for them. Or am I wrong? 
Yeah, no, but that goes back again to I give it away as a gift. Yeah. So I can't have nice nails because I'm a massage therapist. Lots of um, people who work on nails have bad backs. So I'm constantly getting nail technicians saying, Kerry, you know, I'll give you gorgeous acrylic nails if you fix my back. But mm. I'll just take a voucher and I'll just give it away as a gift. Mm. And that way it saves me on buying presents again. So there's always a way. I would never refuse anyone. Yes. You know, I would never refuse anyone. That's interesting as well. Now, you are a massage therapist and you said something there a moment ago. Most people people, you know, at a time in our lives, and I can vouch for this myself, back trouble is something we get. It's the invisible pain. You know, you know, yeah. this is a, it's a big issue. Lots of people struggling with it. Oh my God. Like, it's unbelievable because like people who have a medical card can't go and have a massage on their medical card. It's unbelievable that massage therapy isn't on it when it's one of the most successful treatments. Some of my clients have fibromyalgia, which means they're in constant pain and all that helps them is my massage. And yet they have to go and pay, you know, top doctors, chiropractors, physiotherapists, maybe 80 euros a session. And they're not getting half the results they can get in a massage session. Mm. So they want what I do, but they don't, they can't really afford it because they're on the medical card. So I always say, look, think about it. There is something. So many ladies are, oh, I don't, there's nothing I can do, Carrie. And next thing I'm like, can you sew? Can you cook? Can you clean? Well, mm. I hate all those things. Yes. Do you want to come tidy my house up? Do you want to sew the kids' clothes for school? Do you want to cook as a big... Like, I actually told Louise, I actually swapped for, like, a pot of lasagna and um, a chicken curry with a chef once. <laughs> <laughs> we were really stuck, and I was like, you know what, it's coming up to Christmas, I'm busy, just fill the fridge with food, and there's a voucher. So there's always a way, because I hate to see people in pain. So you when know. you think of something you need, immediately you think... Who could yeah. help me here? Who could I yeah. contact? And you know when you <laughs> approach people, does anyone ever balk at it? Or have they all been receptive and listened to what you have to say? I don't think I've ever approached a stranger unless it was, as I said, buying no football boots on Navin by and sell or buying furniture. Yeah. Um, and I suppose I word it quite well. I always say, you know, if, does anyone have back pain? Because I specialise in that. And you're looking for €150 Euros for this a particular thing I'll give you 200 euros in vouchers so they're like eh, I don't have a bad back but I know someone who does because their eyes light up that they're getting more money mm. than they ask for um, but there's always a way absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah always a way to do it um, is, yeah. there, is there any reason why you only work with women um, no I actually worked with men until this year I broke my right. arm and I just found it more difficult to work on men because it's a little bit harder um, yes. with the muscle tone and everything. And I just had enough of my female clients to keep me happy. I don't really feel like I even need any more clients at the moment. Mm. You know, I have enough to keep me going. The ones that pay in, with the barter system will tell their friends. So there's always new people coming by word of mouth that are paying cash. Yes. So, yeah, so it works out fine in the end, yeah. And it's handy as well because you are a, a single mum of three boys and, you know, the... Yeah. the a house task not that you'd be any good with me either because I couldn't put a nail in the bloody <laughs> wall for you yeah. but you know what I mean like you're right yeah. if you have a, a something breaks down a leak electrical problem things mm-hmm. like that it's great to be able to call on somebody through somebody yeah. else isn't it there's always somebody like this week alone my washing machine broke and my son's bedroom needed painting two of my female clients sent their husbands up and the job's got done and <laughs> The wives are delighted and the husbands are like, thank God she's not wrecking me my head about that bad back anymore and making me massages. So I'm like, brilliant, we're all happy. I love my job so much. I absolutely love it. I would probably do it for free, Jerry, if I wasn't getting money. That's how much I love it. So to be able to do what I love instead of all these annoying jobs that I'm crap at, 
it's yes. just it's a no brainer really you know it's not work <laughs> as you say that's true when you no, just love never. something so much yeah. so uh, this has taken off big time what put you down just remind me again because I remember you telling me but I, I, I can't think but I don't know what I did an hour ago anyway uh, remind us again <laughs> what sent you down this road what to, you know, turned your head yeah, towards the barter system. It was a thing. I was a single mom, and it was like I remember it was a January, and I had a few customers coming, and then they'd hand me a voucher, and I was like, "Oh God, I really need the money." But they were actually getting a voucher for Christmas, mm. so everyone was paying me in vouchers that January. But the bills kept coming in, and next thing, my car broke down, the, the taps broke in the kitchen, my hair was grey, and I was like, "I'd love to get my hair done." I was invited to a wedding, and I was like, "Oh my God, there's no way I can buy a dress." get my nails done, get my tan done, fix the house, get my car fixed. I have no money. Mm. And then I was like, but I know loads of people who can solve my problem. And I know they're all sitting at home with bad backs after Christmas wishing they could afford a massage. So I was like, this is just so simple. Let's skip the government part where they brought in currency, where they tax us in the middle. Let's just skip that part and let's swap with each other. So I just put it up on my Facebook page and it just became really popular ever since then. Oh. So one person tells another person, so I don't even yep. have to really advertise it now. It's great. <laughs> there you are. So today if you're listening and you have a skill or you have something that people want uh, mm-hmm. or, or need, there is a means and ways of doing this. And it does work. And it's back, as I said, to pre-times of currency and economic systems or whatever. That's what our ancestors did. And here yeah. is a young woman in Navin today doing the very same. You, you, you say you're happy with your uh, clientele and you have enough. Yeah. You hardly want to advertise the year before you go with me today. Oh, I absolutely do. <laughs> How do people get in touch with you? I'm on Facebook. Just okay. on Facebook. It's the only way you'll find me. My It's under my name, Kerry Barris. And my profile picture just says back pain. Lovely. Look for the words back pain, you won't miss me. There you go. <laughs> Be ready to do a swap and this woman is all yours. Thank you for joining me and well done to you. Thanks so much, Jerry. Love you. Talk to you again. You too. Take Mind care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't she something else? She's a remarkable woman. She really is. And the way it's taken legs and worked for her. Kerry Barrett, B-A-R-R. ATT is where she's found on Facebook if you want to check her out more. God almighty, it is a hell of a system when you think of it, you know, and I mean, you probably sit there today and think, what what could I barter? What, we all have something we can barter. I just think at times even I look at my little garden and all the produce and have, I have as well. I'm sure I could barter with somebody else who produces something different and that happens all the time. Ed Sheeran, I want to go and see that man in concert, Louise. I've never seen him. I'd love to see Ed Sheeran. Yeah, he would be great. I really would. He's one guy I want to see play. He really is. And now talking about concerts and playing and wanting to see, what about that Adele one? You're not impressed, are you? I'm not impressed with Adele. I told you before, (laughs) I wasn't impressed the time Sarah and Kieran went flying to London. They were mid-air when she called off the concert in London last, last, in the middle of the night she called off the concert and people making their way there, they ended up, they all stuck in a major protest <laughs> in favour of Jeremy Corbyn in London. They'll tell you the story, it's a great one. No, that wasn't so funny at the time. But anyway, she's pulled the same trick again in Las Vegas. Did you see this? But was it not health, you know, when she pulled it in London? With London the voice? was her voice. This yeah. time she said she's not ready. But here's the thing. She has her SHI, you know what. 
people were there were Irish people gone to Vegas for the gig people from Britain were on their way travelling as well to see her now maybe they're dedicated fans and they understand but I think now Miss Adele is really gaining a reputation I wouldn't book tickets for a concert of hers because you just couldn't be sure at this stage it was going to go ahead it's as simple as that and she's great and we love her songs. She'll write a song about cancelling concerts at the last minute. Oh, well, she has written a song, you know, to you at the minute. It says, go easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> You're Sorry. not listening, no. I'm not listening today. I'm actually tuned out. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> Was not expecting that one. One nil, Walsh. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's my little piece on Adele. And the, did you see this? I think you'd love these. You love your crisps, don't you? You love crisps. What's your favourite flavour you told me before? Cheese and onion. Well, there's a new crisp flavour. Did you see this? Fried eggs. Oh, I'll have four boxes. Would you like that? Oh, I'd say they'd be gorgeous. I love eggs. Favourite food. I love eggs too. But mm. what is the flavour of a fried egg? What are you getting there? You know what I mean? Like, you need an egg with something. Tomato ketchup. You don't really eat an egg. <laughs> <laughs> you could put them on your sandwich. But you know what I'm saying? Eggs and mash, yeah, I love. It's very hard to capture. Eggs and chips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eggs on your mixed grill. Eggs, you know, uh, omelette, you know, uh, the other thing you do, you can cook them many ways. But Scrambled. What, yeah, what is fried fried eggs flavoured crisps? They're just out in Spain, brought out by a Spanish company and... It's just, at the moment, watch this space to see what... We'll have to see what people feel about them. Anyway. Is there any reviews on them or anything? No. Not just... They're, they're only out and they're only okay. making their way and we'll see what happens. But I just picked up on it over the weekend. Fried eggs crisps. Mm. You'd, you'd think you'd love them. I think so, yeah. Mm, I'd have to give them a taste myself, to be honest with you, and see what they're like. I'd be interested to see how that flavour, as you say, would trance. But sure, they can make <laughs> they can make flavours for anything today and you think you're, you're, you're eating the real thing. Interesting, interesting. I'm sure they'll hit this neck of the wood shortly. Is Kerry Barrett based in uh, the Drogheda area? She's in Navin. She's just, she's in Navin. She's she only in a Navin? stone's throw away. So we're only a stone's throw away from one another in the northeast. A few minutes up the road to Dundalk, a few minutes over into Navin and County Meads are all beside one another uh, nowadays. We are really, I have to say. And somebody else saying, Jerry, I can assure you, I have been a customer of Kerry's and she's a wonderful, wonderful masseuse, says another listener. Lovely words Isn't there. It? I'm sure she'll be delighted to hear that today on the show. Now, Rory O'Connor, you know the name? Mr. Rory O'Connor, of Rory Stories fame. Well, he's back again. We were nuts, weren't we? We were, we're <laughs> just in nuts laughing with him this morning when we saw what he's been up to in the last 24 hours on social media. And hopefully he'll make you smile when he joins us next. Adele, where was she appearing, Jerry? Las Vegas. She had a series of shows booked for Las Vegas and people travelled from everywhere and she wasn't there again. That's where she was due to perform. Now my next guest is a good friend of ours on the show and really he is such a funny man, such an observant man of life and he can really just make your belly ache. and he's back with me on the show uh, at a time when his business is opening up as well. Before we talk about what we're going to talk about, Rory O'Connor, welcome back. I'm sure you're just dying to get back on the stage. Yeah, 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 I'm indeed, Jerry. Uh, full steam ahead now, please God. Um, you know, we, we, we just seem to have uh, just turned the switch there on Friday like we weren't probably expecting it to be so quick and so much, but happy days. So, yeah, just going to get started working on venues now towards the autumn to get on the road again and do a bit of a tour. And 
I certainly have plenty of material put that way, Jerry, <laughs> over, over the last year and a half, what we've been up to anyway. Well, you know something, you're a great fella. And it just shows you the following you have. Folks, this man, 11,000 comments have just arrived uh, into him after. Tell them what you did. You, you, you did a little reflection, didn't you, on the last couple of years? Oh, yeah, I just, uh, like, obviously, I've been busy in Rory's stories with the. Uh, Posting during the whole pandemic, but just on Friday, I just put up this post. Um, God, it was pretty much saying, like, you know, it doesn't seem that long ago since we were all uh, told to stay within 2K of our houses and guard checkpoints ever asked where we're going and our hands burning with hand sanitizers. And I suppose starting to think that Guinness tastes good out of a can and <laughs> just a couple of bullet points. And then one or two people commented um, about their memory, and then a uh, holy oh jeez the, 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 the floodgates open and it just it went mental like honest to god like, as you said 11,000 people have commented on it in the last 40 hours and I have never laughed as much in my life uh, like I rarely laugh at my own stuff and I know that people that don't enjoy the comedy will love to hear that but I don't but by god I was sitting there scrolling over the weekend at these people from all over the country sending in these uh, little short stories Jerry about their experience of COVID and if anyone hasn't came across it do yourself a favour make a cup of tea get out the phone the laptop go on to all the stories and have a look and I promise you you won't regret it it's just comedy gold like stuff you couldn't make up like you have shows books plays films you you can make a plethora out of this Rory yeah yeah well I uh, I'm not one to hang around I always get stuck in so I've already been on to the publisher's guild that I've done me, me, me three books with saying listen there has to be an angle here for a book this this Christmas so we're kind of going to get stuck into something like because we can't let all this all this funny material go to waste and it needs like imagine picking up a book never mind this Christmas imagine in 10 years time Jerry yeah. and reading back to the carry on of us during the pandemic like it's just just so silly just the restrictions drove people Lula and, and it's only now that we seem to be out of water we're looking back at the cut of what we were told to do that made absolutely no sense like you know I, I, it was just like comical like I'm laughing because I <laughs> sorry I'm going to choke here thinking about it I am laughing still thinking about uh, looking through I just sometime this morning to uh, scan down through them and some of them I picked out is there one or two that stick with you particularly that Really, is it? Oh my God! Well done to you. Yeah, um, well, well, there's a few. Uh, okay, the couple that, that's it. One is is your, your man ordering a Chinese takeaway, and he went into the into the takeaway, and he said, "I'd like to order Chinese." He said, "We can only take it over the phone," and he was like. All right, well, sure. well, I'm here now. No, we can only take delivery over the phone. So he actually took out his phone and rang the takeaway, watched the lady pick up the takeaway, <laughs> the, the phone. Hello, you're through to the Chinese takeaway. And your man was standing going, I'd like to place an order. Yeah, what was it like? And he was standing straight out ordering his, his takeaway over the phone. Like, she wouldn't take it with... You wouldn't take it with the phone down. I says, oh my God, where is the common sense there? And then your man who had to renew his uh, his eye test for his uh, for his um, truck driving. He's a truck driver and had to renew his uh, driving test. And this is when, you know, when you're going to your local GP, everyone had to sit in their car and then you'd be given a beep and you go in one at a time, whatever. So your man, there's a video of it on Facebook. Your man is at the window and he's doing his eye test through the window. 
and he can't hear, he can't see anything and your man can't hear the, the letters he's calling out and he said well he passed me anyway but someone recorded him at the window and he said oh, all the cars were lined up in the GP car park beeping the horn and laughing at while your man's trying to do an eye test through a window like, <laughs> like uh, and then and then one more find that really got me was your man, this fellow was in a, U, a UQ in Duns and uh, there was a woman on the other side of the queue and she was shouting to try and get the detention of this woman beside this man. And she was going, Mary, Mary, Mary couldn't hear her. So you could see her deliberately taking out her phone to ring Mary. And he said, I looked at Mary and Mary's phone rang and Mary looked at the phone and talked to herself and put the phone back in. And there was your one over the phone, bla- or over the, the side of the queue, blatantly seeing Mary ignore the phone call because she probably wasn't harsh talking to this woman. And your man had to just stand in between the two of them with the awkwardness down of looking left and right going who's going to make a move here first when you go inside to say I rang you jeez I missed your call you didn't miss me call I seen you look at me number and you never answered so like just stuff you couldn't make up and it's just like honestly properly laughing out loud I started reading comments at 9 o'clock in bed on Friday night and it was half 11 and I was still snotting there getting an elbow off the wife saying will you stop just go to sleep I couldn't stop laughing they just honest to God people who read will know what I mean they just just comedy goal like. oh they're brilliant going back to Don's stores one that caught my attention you, you saw this one yourself <laughs> a woman wanted to buy a dress and at the time you know Rory you couldn't buy There was no, you couldn't you went into Don's but you were restricted from what you could buy and was it somebody said to her tell them at, at the desk you, you needed for a funeral <laughs> And the soul of the dress. It was a lie. A lie. Yeah, she said she said that the amount of people leaving Duns with, with black dresses and, and, and everyone wondering how many people must have died in, in, in the yes. parish. Like, yes. Well, I give you an even a better one. Now, it's kind of grim, but you have to look at the humour side. Is This person was was so sick of her own village and town that she was booking Airbnbs outside of her own county. And what she'd do is she'd go on RIP.e and see if anyone in the local area passed away and she'd have a wreath with her and, and she'd be driving around having the name in her head of who the person's funeral she's going to see in the local area with with the flowers. Like, that's how desperate some oh people are to get out of their, oh their parish. So, oh, the the ingenuity of people. And Sue Masterson, who you know and is a good friend of ours here in the show, I laughed when she tried to cut her own hair. Did you see the fringe? Incredible. Like it's it's like it's funny when we were in the middle of of, of the tough times. Like we couldn't see if your future spot, not future. We couldn't see normality. It was just God. When is it ever going to end? And it's only now that hopefully, like you'd like to think, we're ninety percent there. Looking back, yeah. On on like another fella said, I went into a hardware to to. And they sold me the curtains, but they wouldn't sell me the, the pole. They said the curtains were essential, but your pole isn't. So he only had curtains and no, no, no pole to put the curtains on. Like, like who, who, who makes up these rules? Like, you know? When you think of it, and what about the woman whose uh, husband was a postman, and every day she, he came home, she sprayed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Sanitizer. Every time he came in, and. And 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 um, Asha, like I, I, there, there's just there's just so many, and it's that once you start reading them, you're getting gross, and you just yeah. keep flicking and flicking and flicking, mm. and and it's 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 funny. It, I never had the intention. I listen. I in hindsight, it would have been a great idea to say, listen, folks, now that we're out of the woods, I'd like to use the platform now to get a bit of a laugh going. So comment below. 
your funniest memories. That like, but it just naturally happened. I put up this post about the cans of Guinness and that, and then it just went like wildfire, and it's still now. Every time you go on, there's new people commenting, yeah. and it's great if you if you just need a bit of a lift, just go on and read new fresh comments and. The, the humour is just constantly there and it oh. just shows we were all in this crazy world for a couple of years now. Yeah, and, and, and somebody else, and, and maybe a, perhaps a serious note as well, and I enjoyed this one, who talked about, you know, discovering birdsong in their garden, the homework and schooling, how it worked, knowing their neighbours, holidaying at home, baking, and what about Zoom? Sure, Rory, where, what was Zoom before the pandemic? Did we hear much about it? Never, no, really. No, never, never heard of it. And, yeah, like, like it's handy to have now, as you know, for for people communicating from different parts of the world or country. But regarding day to day, now I think you know, I remember doing the family uh, the family Zoom quizzes. Like, oh my god, thinking it was great crack for the first one, and and then it, it suddenly you know lost its interest. But another one's popping head as well. The woman says, I remember spending, uh, to get a bit of enjoyment, I remember going out and seeing how many planes I could count in a day, and I, I rarely went into into double digits, and I'd often say to myself, well, that plane's either coming from China or going to China with PPE gear. Like, yes, yes, that's, yes. As, that's as much that was in the sky, and that's all the planes were bringing a PPE gear into the country. Like, I, I laugh at the Zoom quiz because we had one here in LMFM. Adrian Taff organised one Zoom quiz early on because we hadn't seen each other at all, and I'll let you into a little secret. Uh, I hadn't been drinking much at all, but for the Zoom, I said, you talk about the cans of Guinness, I said I'll have a few cans of Guinness but as the quiz went on I was getting more merry and I think I abused everybody in the place <laughs> and Rory there wasn't another one since I wonder why <laughs> no I'd say there was Jerry Hughes never gotten very much <laughs> Penny's only out the dropping. And look at Louise Walsh. I have a crow to pick with Louise Walsh. She's busting a gut in there laughing. I think she knows something. You're after letting the cat out of the bag here, Rory. So well, the, well, the, 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 the Zoom that I was invited on for a bit of crack, you, you weren't there that night, Jerry. So uh, you'll have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rory, do you know what? I have to say, even me laugh. Doesn't no laugh do you good? Oh, yeah, but sure, like, there hasn't been much to laugh about. No. But like I said to you, that, 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 like, like, reeling in the years of only a year and a half ago, like, like, gives you laugh because, like, if you don't laugh, you cry, like, and that's yeah. why, like, laughter, as you know, and, like, a wake or a funeral is, is, is very important, like, um, mm. at that really kind of difficult time where everyone's mourning, someone can just crack a joke and one person laughs, and it just, Whatever it releases into the mind, it's it's good. And and if you could bottle it up and and swallow it twice or three times a day, like you'd be laughing. But when you do, when you do get something that really hits your your funny bone, which as I said, people's stories from the pandemic really got me going. And but you're just being better form, you know yourself. Yeah, yeah, form, it, right? it lifts your spirits and you feel good after. There's Catherine on to say. Will you tell Rory, Jerry, please, that my favourite saying of his during the last couple of years when he was talking about putting the debt all on your bananas. 
<laughs> anyway, sure, look, at we had to douse many things with stuff that we never thought before. And so the hands were born of us. It still is here with the sanitizer as well. God, they were strange times. But you now have such a well of humour and laughter and everything. And no better man to uh, b- bring it to us in, in many formats over the coming weeks and months. But, you know, were you out the weekend? Just a quick question before we finish up. No, I tell you, Jerry, I've committed to to dry January. Right. Um, okay. So Good I, on I, you. I was, I was, I was struggling. Now I have to say, when the, when when <laughs> we got the announcement, I didn't go out. And it's funny, I called to my mother, like, and she was laughing, saying, "Geez, you were you were a part time alcoholic during the pandemic, and now it's over. You won't even have a drink to celebrate." <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit arse ways if you want to call it that. But it's uh, no, I haven't. I, I've, I've, I've a meal book with, with my wife and a few friends on the fourth of uh, February. Love so it. listen, I'm, I'm really excited to just go out and like for me, like I enjoy just a few pints of Guinness and a chat, and to be able to do that now at a bar. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's just the simple things coming back. Um, not looking forward to a hangover, as I'm sure you, after your cans of Guinness on your debut and one time only Zoom call, uh, you know yourself. But, but you listen, we have to go out and, and, and uh, like, uh, not, not personally let the hair down, but we have to let the hair down and, and just, just, like, have a laugh, go back to yeah. it, because, like, my God, our mental health took enough of a bashing over the pandemic. It's time now to kind of enjoy life again and, and get motoring, you know? Yeah, well, there's a lovely one from a listener that you're with us too. And uh, I know she wants me to mention it without her name. She just wants to say, Jerry and Rory, I just want to share with both of you that my hardest time during COVID was when I got cancer and spent six weeks in hospital without seeing any family member. But uh, I'm uh, doing well now. And I just want to tell both of you that LMFM Radio kept me going. Ah, isn't that lovely? Good luck to you. And thank you so much for sending us that lovely message today. Anyway, I'm booking you now in advance. When you have the book or whatever you do, back here with me and let's shoot the breeze. And please, God, we'll be sitting across the desk from one another. Yeah, we will indeed, Jerry. Yeah, 100%. God bless you. Thanks for joining me today, Rory. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Rory stories. Check them out. If you want to laugh, you'll break your sides, you will. Check it out too and enjoy. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Now, I see in the UK, uh, just around about this time on ca- on uh, menus, if you go out for meals, we're talking about going out for meals again, Louise, uh, through the afternoon. Uh, so far, we've mentioned it a number of occasions. You see in the UK, they're putting the calorie count on the menus. Now, you know what I mean? That when you go out, uh, you'll be eat, able to, see. You'll be able to mm. see what calories, and it's, it's with a view. Your dinner. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a way. It's, it's, it's aimed at, you know, um, the whole obesity crisis that yeah. people understand, you know, what they're taking in in terms of calories. Not here yet, but generally we follow suit with things as well. Would it make any difference? You know, would you, t- would you take notice of it if you, if you were out? Do you, you think it makes notice of it? You stick to soup, wouldn't you? <laughs> Clear soup. <laughs> <laughs> Just Do I have a sandwich case. without the sandwich, just the lettuce, <laughs> please. Anyway, it, it, honestly, it's been mixed re- mixed reviews of, you know, what, what it will achieve mm. in terms of what it's supposed to it's, achieve. It's a good idea, but, you know, when you're going out for a meal, most people just go out very to occasionally and enjoy yes, a lovely yes. 
Yes. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I go along with you there. I'm not so sure that it's going to achieve what they want it to achieve. Will anyone pay any heed to it at all? I doubt it very much. But anyway, it's in over there across the water uh, now on menus. When you go to it, you'll see what the calories are. But I must ask Rachel Graham is with us tomorrow. Is it tomorrow or Thursday? I can't Thursday. Think. Sorry, I beg your pardon. The week I'm arseways with the week. Rachel's with us on Thursday for the, the final in our January series on nutrition. I must ask her about that because, you know, sure, she has a view on it herself as well. We'll put it to her later in the week. It might just make restaurants maybe offer more kind of low fat or varieties. Yes, perhaps it might do Healthier that. Healthier options. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Helen. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon. I'm singing my heart out here to Jerry, to Simply the Best. Jerry, thanks for playing it on your show. You're very welcome. Hi there, Jerry Kelly. Delighted to make your acquaintance. Do you know that local radio saved a lot of people during the lockdown? Keep it up, Jerry. That comes in from Jared Brady this afternoon. Lovely to hear from you, Jared. And it's a pleasure to be part of a team here that receive compliments and praise like that because we do know how we've... Look, many people have said it to me that LMFM radio on every day from morning till evening really was just a great lift for us at times and you echo those sentiments there Jared. and thank you for the compliments from everybody here we're delighted and feel proud to receive those lovely words from you thanks indeed really do appreciate it now you know all this year on late lunch I am selecting soundtracks from movies and musicals and this week we're back to the silver screen and my soundtrack comes from the iconic 1986 movie Top Gun, which reached the album, reached number one in the US album charts and stayed there for five weeks, becoming the best-selling soundtrack of 86 and indeed one of the best-selling movie soundtracks of all time. No surprise, as every one of the ten songs on the original album, there have been a few variations since, are top class. Boom, boom. The movie itself, on release, it actually received mixed reviews from the critics... Critics? (laughs) Critics? <laughs> the people who count are Joe Public. And they really voted with their feet as Top Gun, which cost only 15, only $15 million to produce. Listen to this, grossed $356 million at the box office. Incredible, isn't it? What an investment that would have been. I was one of those punters and I'll never forget seeing it for the first time. It's a wowser still for me every time I think of watching it first time out. I've seen it on a number of occasions since. The story, music, but most of all those action scenes, the aerial stunts and one hot Kelly McGillis as Charlie. Move over Tom Cruise. Yes, there's only one way to experience Top Gun on the biggest screen and the sound blasting. So, this week on Late Lunch, let's lift off with this. Kenny Loggins. From Top Gun, Danger Zone on your late launch this afternoon. I just love to be sitting behind the pilot in one of those fighter aircrafts and it's zooming along with that plane in my ears. Oh, bucket list stuff. <laughs> Never happened. But anyway, you can always dream, can't you? Eamon, you're right. The sequel is out in June, Jerry. It's called Top Gun Maverick. Yes, it is indeed. It's been delayed many times with the pandemic, but it is on the way. Let's see what the sequel brings. My heart dipped on Saturday. And I felt really sad when I heard news of the passing of author and journalist Colm Keane. 
what a lovely man he was. And I became very friendly with him here on this show from early days. He visited on a number of occasions to talk to me about a range of brilliant books he wrote, including one about Padre Pio, another one about St. Therese of Lisieux, The Little Flower, and most recently, The Book of St. Bridget. In fact, I was in touch with him last September and I really was taken aback. And uh, today on the show, I just want to remember Colm by returning to one of those interviews I had with him about a book called Heading for the Light, The Ten Things That Happened When You Die in 2014. Here's Colm in October 2014, in studio on Late Lunch, talking to me about that book and about the out-of-body experience that happens when people pass. Whatever it is that leaves the body, be it the soul, the mind, the spirit, the consciousness, call it what you will, they're probably all one and the same thing. But you're gone. This essence that you are is gone. Not your physical body, nothing physical about it. It's gone, and down below is the physical body. They look back at it, and uh, actually a woman said to me, that's probably why we almost call the physical body below at death the remains. It's only what remains. The real essence of us has moved away. Um, it's a, a, an amazing moment. I can think again of a young boy. Uh, he was only seven years of age called Kevin. He had been involved in a dreadful traffic accident to be dragged under a van and like a rag doll and he was really almost massacred. And he was up there looking back not only at his body in the bed when he was brought off to hospital, but looking back at his parents, you know, one on the left, one on the right, they were distraught. He felt so sorry and empathetic, you know, for them and wanted to reach out to them and kept saying, look, it's okay, I'm fine up here, I'm at peace, I'm happy. And they were down there, they couldn't hear him. And this happens after this thing, this entity moves away and there is that golden moment when they're up there and they either come back straight away, so stage one becomes your whole experience, an out-of-body experience, or then they turn away and go off on and this they journey. Travel on. And so they let, travel on. We're going to move on. But just on that, I remember when my father, Brendan, died, I mentioned him there at the start of the show, I was with him on my own and I honestly got that feeling that mm-hmm. something left him at that very yeah. moment. His remains were there yeah. but him yeah. The real him, what he was essentially, yeah. had gone somewhere else. Yeah. And that's that's interesting you say yeah. that. The second is this tunnel you travel along. Mm. Now, the one thing I got about this, you know, people are claustrophobic. They fear tunnels. Mm. They fear a bit of dark. But no such thing with this. No, no, not at all. There's one woman, actually, again, a woman called Antoinette, who talks about the tunnel being a bit like an MRI machine. And we all, you know, fear being in an MRI machine. It's not very pleasant. Um, now, there are different descriptions of what this tunnel is really like. But in her case she said, despite the fact that she would fear an MRI machine, no fear whatsoever in this, that there's no claustrophobia, there is this wonderful warmth and sense of peace. Other people describe the tunnel in different ways. A woman called Pamela, Irish living in England, she says she lives in London, and she talks about it being a bit like the tube, the underground. But it can take on other manifestations be a bit like a road. You see, the key thing is you've moved away from your physical body. You're in a different dimension. So you're struggling to describe this basic thing, this feeling, this sensation of what you're going through. And it's a bit like often when we struggle, we say, it's a bit like, you know, something. It might be you go home and you meet your wife tonight and you feel really sorry for her over something that happened to her today. And you feel great love and affection. 
And how do you describe it? You can't just say, it's a bit like, and off you go into something else. A bit like that. Peace, joy and bliss and heading for the light are sort of similar areas, mm. Colm. Yeah. Well, we talked about peace uh, earlier, yes. uh, which is the great feeling that people have. And they have it partly because of where they're going. And where they're going is this distant light, this light at the end of the tunnel. That's the phrase we use in English. Where did it come from? Well, of course, this is where it came from. And they want to get to that light. It is everything. The light is where we want to be. It's our ultimate destination. They know that down there is something terribly, terribly important. And when they get towards it, they know what that importance is. It's where this being of light, this superior being, um, this supreme being is. You could call it God if you like, but that's where they want to get to. Before it, however, they come to this border or boundary. And this is the dividing line between living and dying between life and death. There's a wonderful thing in the book, a woman called Catherine uh, from County Cork, and she came to this border or boundary. And a lot of people are like this, you know. She there met her deceased father and mother and her brother, who had passed away as well when he was relatively young. And she wanted to go to them. They're on the far side of this. And she had her foot up and she was about to put her foot down one more step. But she knew if she actually put that foot down, she was gone and gone to the other side and she was not coming back. But back she came. And uh, so this border or boundary... boundary it can be a curtain I read in your book or a mist or yeah. a bridge, a fence, yeah. anything like that relating to a boundary or a link between two places. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, when you say even a curtain, there's a woman called Michelle, you know. Again, these are all only physical representations of the sensation that is, if you follow me, that is felt. And this curtain curtain she saw and behind it over to the right of it uh, there was her mother-in-law and father-in-law she was drifting across this curtain from left to right and it was very interesting because she loved the parents-in-law and it was they by the way told her it's not your time go back but what was interesting I said to her where were you standing in relation to the curtain and she couldn't understand what I was getting at she was trying to describe it and she began to twig it after a while what I was really trying to ask was had she put her foot across had she gone over to the other side and it dawned on her, it hit her I was going to say like a penny dropping but it wasn't, it was like a ton of bricks uh, that border, that boundary you do not cross, if you do you don't come back. You mentioned relatives and friends as one of the ten as well and meeting them again and I know a good friend of mine, wouldn't be particularly religious but he said if he knew he could meet his mum again yeah. he'd be made up or be reassured of that people meet their loved ones who've gone before them. Yeah, they do. And it's, it's. I mean, I have to pinch myself when I hear this. It's, it's rather strange to hear it, but it is quite true. People always come back and describe encountering them. They are, a woman from Donegal said to me, um, a woman called Sarah, she said, you know, she didn't fully recognise all the people, but they, she knew they were her kin. They were akin to her. Uh, other people recognise people straight away, like Martin from Waterford. He sees two deceased brothers and they're there. His mother, who is dead, she's there to greet him and to welcome him to the other side. And they all have this encounter. There's one man, again called Paddy for West Cork, and he talks about seeing, apart from a group of people that he recognises, one young boy. And initially he thinks, I don't know who he is. And then he looks again and he keeps looking and he says, he's very like a 
son of mine. And then he begins to realise he was the young brother who had died before this guy Paddy was born. So it's the extended family and they're there. And by the way, both sides are always happy to meet each other. Those on the other side, happy to greet and meet the people arriving and those arriving, happen to happy to meet the other people. You know, you hear someone and you'll often hear people passing and they're calling out to their relatives yeah. as they expire. Yeah. You'll hear them or they say, they see. Is that, would that be at that stage there? Uh, you know, again, you raise an interesting point. I wrote a book about that. They're called deathbed visions. Mm. And that's when people are dying and they reach out the hand and they look out yes. into the distance. Hugely commonplace. And loads of people listening to your programme will know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a big difference. In that case, the person is dying yeah. and they come for them and they see them and it's very clear-cut that they're passing away and the whole idea in that, it is believed, is that they come to accompany them, to bring them, to the escort them, if you like, to the other side. Yeah, the wonderful Colm Keane speaking to me back in 2014. What a brilliant man he was. And he's made that journey he was talking about now to the other side. He was only 70 and he leaves behind his lovely wife, the former RT newscaster Uno Hagen, who he co-wrote a number of book, books with as well. And of course, he was predeceased by his son, Sean, who died in 2007. And I remember Colm Keane today for the brilliant man he was. I'll always remember him and I extend our sincere sympathies to his wife, Una and his family. May he rest in peace. That's a lot on Late Lunch this afternoon. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Paul Moyne for the final time. Well, it's near enough, isn't it, now it looks like. Natalie Kelly from Drogheda Dolls is with us and we'll be talking to more people whose lives and livelihoods are set to return to something near normal over the coming weeks and months. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay tuned and we'll be back tomorrow with your Late Lunch from 1.30. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. 
instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 